The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now you're welcome back to the hard shoulder. Yes, it is that time of the year. Everyone's dashing around, buying things all over the place, getting turkeys, hams, geese, you know, you name it. Any sort of food stuff you can name is being purchased. You can see them out in the street holding all this sort of stuff in their hands. They looked rather panicked. Even the cold weather hasn't put people off getting things done. They're all looking very busy. And with me is Ashling Larkin, who is once again joining us for You Are What You Eat, our series. And of course, it's all about Christmas and about the things you have. We're not going to do the whole turkey and ham thing today, okay? That's um, done. Ashling, we're moving on. We're looking at the little side dishes that come with Christmas dinner. Now, I I was sceptical that you could talk to me for as long about this, but you're telling me, you're telling you're uncontainable here. This oh is your favourite subject, you know. This yeah, is, uh, I think I'm slowly or quickly becoming the queen of Christmas food. Um, I have been submerged in it for the last month, which I absolutely love. And it's amazing. Actually, just as I was coming into studio, we were chatting and this is at this time of year people talk about food or the weather and we're kind of surrounded by that so we've already tackled the turkey the ham the stuff that's done that's so last done week. tick we're on to the side dishes the potatoes and all the gorgeous vegetables now I don't know about you but Christmas dinner in my house we have a minimum of four potatoes on the table wow no, yeah. no is the answer really? to your question really no <laughs> so what, what potato well, roast potatoes, right? I mean, just you have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not nothing. This baked potato stuff or anything like that. Um, so mash, yeah. bit of mash, maybe, maybe a bit yeah. of mash. So yeah. we would do roast. We would do mash. We would do. Um, Who's we, by the way? <laughs> we would be kind of my mom and dad. So okay. I suppose a lot. And okay. this is the thing, right? With Christmas food and Christmas traditions, so many of us are rooted in what we had at home, and we actually don't like to change or alternate too much. We have the recipes, we know how they're done, but what I'm going to try and do today is talk us through maybe the recipes, getting the basics really, really right, and then upgrading them a little bit. So I think we might start with your one, the roast potatoes. Yeah, the humble. The humble roast potato. And exactly that, we can kind of transform it from a normal Sunday dinner roast potato to a delicious roast potato. So a couple of top tips. First thing you want to do, have your potatoes. So something like a Kerpink Golden Wonder work really nice because... The key to a gorgeous roast potato is that crisp, crisp golden if outside. If they're soggy, they're hard. Hard. Done for. But you want them fluffy and soft on the inside. So the first thing you want to do is parboil those potatoes. Okay. So fill a big saucepan, salted water. So you want to try and get the flavour in from the very beginning. Lovely bit of Irish sea salt in there. Boil up your potatoes, parboil them, strain them through a colander, give them a good old shake in the colander. That roughs up the edges a little bit. Jamie Oliver made this like simple thing, so famous a couple of years ago, and thankfully most people are doing it. But if you're not, rough them up, right? Second mistake a lot of people make is they tend to put the potatoes then onto the oven tray, a little bit of oil over the top mm. and in the oven. That's your mistake. Okay. You want to get Ooh. that oven tray, put your oil on it first. Put it in the oven, turn it up 190, 200, 210, get it sizzling hot. Take it out of the oven carefully, then pop your potatoes on. So when those potatoes hit that tin, you want to hear a sizzle. Now, what oil are you going to use? You've got a couple of options. I definitely would not recommend olive oil. A combination of butter and oil is really, really good. Duck fat. Duck fat is the new thing. You just uh, hear it everywhere. Yeah. People are like, well, what's going on with duck fat? It's flavour. Like... It has that delicious flavour. The other one, goose fat, or what's becoming really, really trendy again is beef dripping and a lot of your artisan butchers smaller butchers and even the supermarkets are selling beef dripping and it's it's gorgeous and now hang on a second I'm hearing I'm seeing polenta here on this I mean this is uh, polenta what have they got to do with potatoes so if again it's it's almost like a I've little, had polenta just as a dish yeah, in a restaurant right? and it's lovely yes. so what it is so the polenta or the flour work in the same way and flour I suppose is more common it's kind of to guarantee the crisp on the outside but if you are doing that hot oil trick which I highly recommend that will work and as a really good guide 
per kilo of potato, you want 100 grams of that oil, fat or butter, whatever it's a lot, it is. Isn't it? It's a it lot. is, but you need it because you're not going to get the crispness without it. Okay. And the other lovely top tip that I have for you is, um, it's like, I call it like my magic Christmas dust. So in a food processor or a little mini blitzer or chopper, blitz together fresh rosemary, leaves, not the stalks, fresh thyme, sea salt, pepper. Blitz it up until it forms a dust and then drizzle You're that You're reminding me of this Salt Bay guy, you know, it's sort of, that's just what I'm picturing you on Christmas Day sprinkling these little things on. Okay, so it, it doesn't have to be just, oh, here we go, roast potatoes again. You can do a lot oh, of yeah. stuff with these. Get them good. I mean, once you get the roast potatoes good, they'll forgive you if the turkey is dry, I think. Okay, now we think we're good at potatoes, but the French have it, right? They oh, actually have it. Yeah. The Dauphine region of France is where the best potatoes come. Tell me more yeah, about these. Yeah, so these are your Dauphinoise potatoes. And oh, listen are, to that pronunciation. <laughs> they are beautiful. They're one of my true Christmas luxuries. Basically, they are layers of really thinly sliced potatoes. You want to slice your potatoes about as thin as a coin, like a, you know, a Euro coin, and then layer them into a dish. So get some butter, rub your dish, the inside, with butter, with fresh garlic, layer in all of these layers of thin potatoes. And back in like the early 90s, a lot of houses had something called a V-slice, um, or it's a, the, the, I suppose the culinary term is a, is a mandolin. So it's a slicer that slices your potatoes really thinly. Layer in your thinly sliced potatoes um, and then what you want to do is top that up with cream. Now what I love to do is infuse my cream with a little bit of bay leaf, a little bit of garlic, a little bit of thyme, warm that cream up ever so slightly, then pour it over those thinly layered potatoes in an oven, 190 degrees Celsius and do it for an hour. Then you're going to take it out, a little bit more cream. If at this start it starts to kind of burn a little bit or crisp too much on the top, cover with a little bit of foil back in the oven for 30 minutes. One of the mistakes when people do them at home is they tend to think they're going to cook in about 40, 45 minutes. They don't. They're the raw potatoes and never um, soak or steep and they don't the just potatoes. like they don't just like curl up and sort of into the, like almost like a crisp. You know, no, after. no, they do get a little crispy on top and there's gratin potatoes which are different to But they're very skinny was. if they're sliced as finely as yes, you're saying. I'm yeah. a bit worried they just kind of turn up at the corners. Oh no, they're submerged in the okay, cream. The they're floating okay, in this okay. beautiful cream. <laughs> and what happens actually is the starch comes out of the potatoes. The starch combines with the cream and that's what gives it that, that kind of rich decadent flavour. And the other... Actually, by the way, a little wine pairing with that little glass of Chateau Neuf de Pop with the richness. This is all before lunchtime. <laughs> well, you're around lunch, around dinner. Or, you know, you can have them. I like to eat them cold out of the fridge afterwards and they are delicious. And if you want to go really big, crispy bacon. So fry up streaky bacon. Now, if you've never bacon. made these at all before, are, you t- are they like gratin or something? I mean, is Really that similar. Sort of give but some people an idea if they haven't had them. Yeah, but if you, they're very similar to gratin in terms of like technically what they look like. But the flavour difference when you make them at home Honestly, they are sensational. Not They're too rich. Really good. Oh, I know they are rich. Yeah. I know they, I mean, are. they are. A few of them and you're gone, no? Yeah, yeah. Like the a, wine as well. Just a one, one spoonful. And, okay. But they're, they're absolutely delicious. Really good. Now, you're, you've gone real Irish earlier on with the roast potatoes, but you're going even more Irish. Diddly eye. Mash. Oh, yeah. I mean, as you said, every household will have mash on Christmas Day. Couple of top tips from... So I was thinking mash, you just go down to your local super value store, you just get it already made. No, okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh, man, no! Under no circumstances. We're going to do this right. It's Christmas, I'm saying right? Michelin star mash. Such a thing exists? <laughs> it do- oh, such a thing does exist. Um, again, it's about getting the basics. Like local Irish potatoes. And, uh, you know, just going to your greengrocer and getting local potatoes. The flavour genuinely... Is really so you want us to make this mash? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I do want you to make the mash. Oh my God, I absolutely do. Um, so yeah, really, like I suppose, boil your potatoes, 
if what you can do is boil them in their jackets, in their skins, then take them out, peel them after they come out. That prevents them from getting too kind of soggy. You know, sometimes when you mash your potatoes, when you boil your potatoes, they can be a little bit wet and soggy. The alternative then is to put them back in the saucepan and allow them to um, steam. So put them back on the heat for about a minute. Just allow any of that steam to evaporate off. You need to have dry potatoes to get really, really good mash. And then the the, the, the Michelin star part, which I, I use loosely to be fair, but it's essentially if you're using a kilo of potatoes, you're matching that with 500 grams of fat. So by fat, I mean 250 mils of cream, I 250 grams of butter. I think the day of your Christmas, there's butter. just a giant van pulling Listen, up outside and disgorging all this fat in big Honestly, I, I float in a sea of goose fat and double cream for the month of December, I think. <laughs> but it does make it delicious and it is one day of the year. Okay, so that now, Ali got. Yeah. Ali go. Ali go. Ali go. Back More to French. France. Yeah. yeah. So this one is... This is less familiar to Irish diners, I think, but maybe I'm wrong. No, you're right, you're right. This is this is kind of... I've put this in as a little twist. If you wanted to go something very different and wow, and I mean wow your guests. If you wanted something for social media, now this is the one. It's basically this cheese. So it's, it's, it's a magical, cheesy, mashed potato, but it stretches. So it has this amazing, like, stretch to it. So it's basically really pureed, pureed down mashed potatoes. You boil your potatoes, mash your potatoes, and then into that you add cheese. Um, There's a special cheese that they use specifically from the region in France. It's called tome cheese. So it's kind of very young cheese, acidic cheese. Now, it's very difficult to get that here. So I've tried to reinvent it with a little bit of like a Lancashire or even a vintage Gruyere will work. Okay, so it works with a few of them. Yeah, It does, yeah. But it doesn't work with cheddar. But what you do is you basically puree down the potatoes, never in a food processor. It has to be done by hand or else it turns out like glue. Then you stir in your creme fraiche, you stir in your cheese and a little bit of milk and keep stirring. So you're almost folding with a spatula, not a wooden spoon, a spatula. And as you fold and combine, this magical scientific thing happens essentially where there is negative electrical charges in the potato starch. What? I know, there's positive electrical charges in the protein in the cheese. These magically like exploding combine. potatoes? No, they're stretching, <laughs> stretching potatoes. Sounds like a bomb making factory. And it literally, honestly, Aligo, look it up online there if you've you never go. seen it before. They're a fabulous twist if you wanted a showstopper potato for Christmas Aligo, Day. Aligo, that's fantastic. I mean, it's, and, and then you've got something called brown butter. Yeah. What's going on with brown butter? Now listen, if when we move to the vegetables, right, if you if you want to transform a vegetable on Christmas Day from a standard old side. And the kind of ones you'd be talking about would be carrots, Brussels sprouts. Parsnips, exactly. Parsnips, yeah. All of those ones. The the simplest, most basic first tip I can give you is brown butter. So it's basically taking, you know, 100 grams of butter, putting it in a heavy frying pan, putting it on the heat and then melting it. But as it starts to melt, turn up your heat and you want to swish that around in the frying pan. And as it does, it turns this golden, nutty brown colour. It totally changes the flavour of the butter. But you've got to catch it at the precise moment, it yeah, sounds like. Not yeah. too early, not too late. Exactly, just as it's browning. And even if it's just the most basic, like boiled carrots, boiled Brussels sprouts, boiled parsnips, put a little bit of that brown butter over it and it, it really does transform And you just have it, it in a little day. tub or something or a jug and you I just would do slash it, str- it onto various things. As soon as, as they come on. out of the oven or out of the saucepan when they're hot, pour the brown butter over and straight to the table. Now, vegetables, we, pretty much everything goes on the table. It's a bit like Ireland's Thanksgiving, right? It's just like stuff going all <laughs> over the place. What kind of vegetables would you say we should have there? I mean, you've got cabbage, you've got, as you said. Yeah, we kind of have the traditional. Carrots, cabbage, you know, I mean, what else What else would you have? You could have Brussels sprouts, of course, cauliflower, 
Green I, beans. Yeah, I mean, I think people kind of tend to like to stick to the traditional. But what I like to do is kind of make it a little bit more modern, I suppose. So we have things like your parsnips. If you parboil, so the, the best top tip I can give you for all of your veggies for Christmas Day is parboil them. So you can prep them on Christmas Eve. So boil them six minutes in boiling water, then drain off that water and plunge them immediately into ice cold water. So I'm talking a bowl full of ice with cold water. And what that does is it stops the cooking, but it also then holds the colour and it keeps them vibrant. It keeps them a little bit al dente with a little bit of bite. Prep them, store them in lunch boxes, plastic containers in the fridge. And then on Christmas Day, what I would suggest is roasting them. So putting little things like a little bit of honey, a little bit of nutmeg over them, a little bit of thyme, um, tarragon, all of these beautiful herbs and then roast your parsnips, roast your carrots in the oven and they're gorgeous. Now of, of your side dish list and say you were on a desert island and you couldn't take them all. Yes. Which ones would you go, I've just got to have this and this. I'm not as keen on that one. I know you're going to say they're all my children. Cetera, no, but, yeah. you know what? I love a cauliflower Cause, gratin. Because you have a lot, you have a list of seven or eight there. Yeah. And I think a lot of people listening are going, I'm not doing, no way am I yeah. doing eight side dishes. Brussels sprouts. Um, once you do them right, they're really good. So parboil them. As you're prepping them, cut a little cross in the end, on the stalk or the stem at the end of each one. That'll help them to cook a little bit quicker. Refreshing them in that ice cold water will keep them beautiful and green going to the table. And what I love to do is fry up a little bit of salami or a little bit of crispy bacon, hazelnuts in a little Ooh. bit of butter and drizzle that over the Brussels sprouts and they're gorgeous. Okay, and I like this other one. You've got sprouts with pistachios. Yeah. What's so you, going on there? You want them really festive. A little pop of red pomegranate and green pistachio and they look really festive. Like if, if you've any vegetable, I think to elevate it a little bit, add a cheese or add a little crushed up nut to it and it just is going to be gorgeous. Now, our friend the carrot, the, the humble carrot, it, things can be done. People have to think of carrots. You just sort of make them and they're there. Yeah. Or you puree them or whatever. But you, you can go a, a lot better there. I think so. Again, doing that, parboiling them, refreshing them and then roast them in the oven. So I love to put honey over the top and dried tarragon actually works really well. Roast them in the oven. And what's lovely is you can get rainbow carrots or heirloom carrots. So, the, the, you know, they're the purple, the white, the orange. Again, go to your greengrocer. No, there is no better time of year to make friends with your greengrocer. And <laughs> I'd ask, say your greengrocer goes, no, no, no. No, he doesn't. He's an amazing man. He sorts me out week after week. He's super duper. Um, finally, we got to have sauce. we got to have a gravy. we got to have something to, you know, just tell you. If it's still coming up short flavour-wise, you got to have something to yeah. cover it over. Cranberry sauce is the big one. Is, is that a, what have you got to say about cranberry oh, sauce? It seems just there decade after decade, but you're saying there's a lot <laughs> going on. It's so easy to make. I think the jar works. If you want to buy a jar, a really good way to kind of pimp it up is grate in a little bit of orange zest and that will transform any simple jar. But to make your own, it's so easy. All of the supermarkets are stopping cranberries at the moment. So you want to put about 100 grams of sugar, 100 grams of water and 300 grams, so, which is the standard bag of cranberries, into a saucepan. Bring them to the boil. As they bubble up, add a little bit of a twist of orange zest, a stalk of rosemary in there. Take those out after they're cooked and then that's it. And that can be done two days in advance and sit it in the fridge. Now that on a turkey sandwich with a little mm. bit of brie and stuffing. Yeah, Half yeah, ten yeah. Christmas night. Yeah. Best friends. <laughs> now listen, the other one I wanted to mention because it sounds positively dangerous is exploding croquettes. <laughs> <laughs> potato croquettes. Yeah, we we always kind of had potato croquettes but we had the... But not the exploding ones, No, right? I mean, you know what? We had, you know, it was funny. Yeah, they're kind of, you can buy a, a, like I suppose a frozen version which are fine but homemade croquettes are absolutely gorgeous. Leftover mashed potato, cold. So these are be perfect now for Stevens's day when you've got the mm. mash left over. Make sure it's cold. Shape it into little balls or into cylinders. Then you want to pan it which means roll it in egg and breadcrumbs 
crumbs and then deep fry it. But they will explode if the oil is too hot or you deep fry them for too long. So about three minutes. Part of my mind almost wants us to see what that would be like. It's <laughs> They're, probably a terrible thing to say. But. No, no, no. They're, but yeah, don't leave them for too long and take them out and then you can heat them through in the oven but they're a really lovely way to use up mash or even chop up a little bit of the ham that's left over and the cheese and you've got Now cheesy. Ashley this is a cornucopia of wonderful dishes how long are you going to be in the kitchen you are your poor parents this Christmas, Christmas with all this stuff Yeah you know what I have been doing a lot of Christmas dinner cooking um, over the last month I'd say you're starting tomorrow right? I start genuinely start I do a little bit on the 23rd I get a good bit of the prep done on the 24th cook the ham on the 24th and then on the 25th we roll and actually I'm doing a masterclass this weekend Sunday the 18th of December at 4 o'clock um, it's online um, and I'm going to walk you through all of those top tips how do you get prepared how do you save your sanity and 50% of the proceeds are going to charity as well so all of that is on my website ashlinglarkin.ie I just brilliant listen I think a lot of people will be there I just did not know a lot about a lot of this stuff the fact that you actually have to make mash is just really mind expanding (laughs) (laughs) I thought you just purchased it but anyway listen it's a great list you've heard it here try something different I think is the overall message you're bringing to us Ashling Larkin for what you are what you eat thank you very much for joining us on The Hard Shoulder The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.